Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. Hey, friends. I wanted to start out by saying, for those that have been following my ministry, which I've actually had for about seven years now, in 2016, God just downloaded Lens of Faith. He told me to start blogging. He said, this is going to be the beginning of your ministry. So those that really know me and know my heart, they know I'm not trying to build my platform or my brand or gain followers. The reason why I take the time, I mean, having a ministry is work. I'm telling you, you know, I don't get paid to do this. But my purpose for even having this ministry is to be obedient to God and because I want to speak his honor on-time word to encourage you to be all that God has called you to be. So as I was having my quiet time this week, the Holy Spirit really got my attention while reading Luke 6, and he gave me the message that he wanted me to speak on. It's religion versus relationship. God has really dealt with me in this area in the past, and he has removed that spirit of religion out of my life. Now, if you want to grab your Bible or, you know, your Bible app, and you can follow me as we read the story one of the stories in the Bible that really highlights a religious spirit, and that's in Luke 6, starting with Luke 6, 6. On the Sabbath, Jesus went into the synagogue and he was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. You see, a religious spirit, you know, they don't wait for you to do something wrong. They already assume that you're going to do something wrong. You know, they're fault finders, right? They have a bad attitude. They're looking for you to mess up so they can call you out. You know, it's coming from a prideful heart, an arrogant attitude. So the Pharisees and the teachers of the law watched Jesus closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew what they were thinking, and he said to the man with the shriveled hand, Get up, stand in front of everybody. <laughs> I love it. Jesus wasn't like, I'm just going to, I'm going to heal you. He's like, I'm going to show up and show off in front of all these religious people <laughs> and prove that I am God and I do what I want. <laughs> so the man got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save a life or to destroy it? And then he looked at all of them. And he said to the man, stretch out your hand. So the man did, and his hand was completely restored. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they were furious, and they began to discuss with each other what they might do to Jesus. As I was reading this, in my quiet time, the Holy Spirit just grabbed my attention. He was downloading a very important on-time message to share with you today, and I just felt his presence, and I started crying. So let's talk about it. You know, I grew up in church, born and raised, and I've seen it all. I've seen the religious spirit. I've dealt with the religious spirit. And now it's almost offensive when I'm around someone that carries that spirit. You know, remember, spirits are either good or they're evil. A religious spirit, friends, is very prideful, it's very petty, it's usually miserable because it's performance-based. Now, the Holy Spirit is driven by love and sweet conviction. You know, the Bible tells us that it's his kindness that leads us to repentance, not his judgment, not his pointing a finger at us, not him shaming us, but it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. So if you're not operating in love, then you're operating out of a religious spirit. And there's no oil, power, or presence of the Holy Spirit when pride is present. But humility is attractive. A religious spirit is a type of demonic spirit that influences a person or a group of people. 
in order to replace a genuine relationship with God with works and traditions. When people operate out of a religious spirit, they try to earn their salvation. The evil spirit has established non-biblical beliefs and customs for generations. But as believers, we should not turn a blind eye to the workings of the religious spirit because it's lurking around and it's attempting to cause judgment and destruction among believers and the body of Christ. We know the enemy as an angel of light that attempts to counterfeit any of God's good and perfect gifts. He does this in effort to cause chaos, confusion, shame, and guilt. And he does this with the work of the religious spirit. 2 Corinthians 11 tells us, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. See, religious people think that they're closer to God. They're right with God. You know, they're not teachable. In fact, try to call out a religious person or a religious spirit, and you will see them manifest. They are quick to defend themselves and get angry and go off on you if you try to call it out. Remember, the root of a religious spirit is pride. And the opposite of pride is humility. So if you're trying to call someone out that has a foundation of pride, I mean, good luck. Only the Holy Spirit can soften a heart. The religious spirit is also out to imitate the work of the Holy Spirit. But no matter how hard that Satan tries to counterfeit, he doesn't succeed. But he can cause great confusion and deception. The good news is, friends, when you seek to be led by the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to identify and to deal with this bitter, hypocritical spirit. There are a number of obvious signs when you're dealing with the religious spirit. The closer you get to the Holy Spirit, the more you're able to discern them. You know, the Holy Spirit has equipped us with God's full armor. That spirit's goal is to stand in the way of the spirit of God's true work. It wants you to trade your liberty for legalism. If that spirit can't destroy your spiritual zeal, then it will try to conform you into its respectable image. Unfortunately, the religious spirit usually resides within religious people, church folks, Christians, children of God. Many times it's those that have been in church their whole lives. They've done it all, all the spiritual steps. Those are the ones that deal with the religious spirit. It's because they've been in church almost too long. They become haughty. They think that they're better than other people. You know, they think they know it all. They've heard it all. They've seen it all. You know, maybe they're a little jaded by things that have happened in the church. You know, there's church hurt. There's multiple reasons. So many times, you know, in the church, if you see church folks, you know, they've been in church their whole life, but they seem miserable. They don't know how to loosen up. They don't know how to joke. You know, they're just like, they're always quoting scripture. They're always calling you out. They're very petty. It's just a turnoff to be around those types of people, unless you are also dealing with that spirit. But if you're not, you can recognize it right away. I'm going to give you maybe 10 ways that you can recognize if you have a religious spirit or if somebody else does. Now allow the Holy Spirit to convict you if this is you because he wants you to repent and get your heart right. Number one, if you judge other people by their appearance, that's a religious spirit. You know, God says that he judges people by their heart. So that is not the spirit of God. Number two, you try to earn God's love and salvation. Number three is you try to conform to outward holiness without inward transformation. 
Number four, you're always critical of other people's walk with God. I can give you an example that just happened a few days ago on this. You know, I have a friend. She owns a Christian store in a secular mall. It's the largest mall in the area. And she has this huge Christian store. And I know her well. She goes to my church. She doesn't just sell items there. She actually has a prayer room in the back. It's called the living room. She hosts worship nights. She lays hands on customers and prays over them. I mean, this woman gets up at 4 a.m., just to spend time with God before her family wakes up. So I know her heart, and it's amazing what she is doing in the store. She loves to host godly events at her store. So she announced on Instagram that she was going to have a Christian karaoke night. And as I was looking at her announcement, I saw this blaring comment. I read this blaring comment from this random user on her post saying, you know, karaoke is the devil's gateway. It's sinful. And then my friend, she's so gracious, she replied to them. She said, thanks for your input, but it's Christian karaoke, so it's pretty much just going to be a worship night. And you would think that that would settle it, but that person came right back at her. Nope, read your Bible. Timothy, da-da-da-da, she tried to throw scripture that when I looked it up, it wasn't even relevant, by the way. It didn't even have anything to do with this topic. But she said, you know, try to throw out scripture. She's like, shame on you. And I was like, and I read that, and I just... Uh, It was like gross. It's like I recognized that religious spirit immediately. So, you know, I had to stand up for her. I just told her, you know, don't mind that religious spirit. It's ugly. I know everything that you do glorifies God. And she really, you know, she showed me some love after that. You know, when you think about it, wow, that was so petty. A Christian business owner who's having a Christian karaoke, pretty much a worship night, just because she used the word karaoke got attacked online. And that's an example of a religious spirit. I've noticed that the more religious a person is, the more critical they are of other believers and ministers. Religious people don't generally understand grace, and they walk in self-condemnation. They're also equally hard on other people. Number five, your closest Christian relationships are based only on ministry activities. Religious people are not only superficial with God, but with others as well. You know, they attempt to connect with others based on ministry or activities, but they are disengaged emotionally. They don't know how to connect heart-to-heart with those that they interact with. It's the church-related ministry or functions that hold their friendships together. Another sign that there is a religious spirit present. Number six, if you perform Christian duties, but you have no passion or hunger for God, you see, religious people, they sustain their, their version of Christianity by performing ministry and or church attendance. They don't have a deep relationship with God, nor do they hunger or thirst for him. And number seven, you desire position or honor in the church more than you desire honor from God. Number eight, your identity is rooted in a lifestyle of Christianity instead of being rooted in Christ. Number nine, you know about the truth of Jesus but not the way of Jesus. And number 10, you protect righteousness, but inwardly, you're filled with anger and resentment. You know, religious people know the entire Christian lingo. They might even know the Bible by heart. They know how to act and to protect themselves in certain settings, but it's all superficial. You know, friends, all of us at some point in our walk with God have dealt with one of these 10 signs that point to a religious spirit. 
But the good news is God is calling us to go deeper in him and to experience his unconditional love, peace, and grace. And the only way to experience his life to the fullest is to let him increase so that we can automatically decrease. But when we try to reverse this, then all we are is religious and God will allow us to fail because he hates pride. If I've known anything from knowing God, one of the things he hates the most, in fact, the Bible talks about it over and over, and I've done podcasts on this if you want to look back, is the root and the spirit of pride. And that's what fuels the religious spirit. You know, God says a prideful person, he will literally turn his back and walk away from someone that has pride in their heart. God is so turned off by the spirit of pride, and that's why he rebuked the Pharisees in the Bible. I mean, there's story after story, encounter after encounter of him rebuking Pharisees because they were so full of religion, but they were not led by the spirit of love. I'll tell you, one of the places that you might not think that I actually recognize the spirit of religion the most was when I went to Israel. I've gone to Israel three times. The first time I was 25 years old, I remember going to one of the most famous tourist attractions, which is the Western Wall. You know, you go there, you put a prayer in the wall, and then you leave. Well, as I was with my tour group and I was walking toward the wall, I saw this person running up urgently toward me. And I was like, what's going on, you know? And they had a They literally came up to me. They don't even know me. And they started covering my arms because I was showing my arms. (laughs) They were like, oh, no. I was like, I didn't know my wrists were sexy, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, so they covered my arms, and I didn't know what was going on. But, you know, just go with the culture. And then I was allowed to go to the Western Wall. But, you know, there's so many rules. There's so many Jews, like Orthodox Jews and different Jews, that they live by a book of rules. You know, they live according to the law, but their hearts are far from God. Now, I'm not telling you that you should not call out wickedness. The other side of a religious spirit is someone that's like, grace, 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 is kind of like what they say, sloppy grace, right? I can just do whatever I want. I'm not living with any conviction. I'm not pursuing holiness. That can also separate you from a relationship with God. God calls us to live in obedience. God calls us to pursue holiness. God calls us to call out wickedness, to stand up for the innocent. But when you do those things, what are you being driven by? Are you being led by a haughty, prideful judgmental spirit? Are you being led by the Holy Spirit and being led by the spirit of love? So I'm not talking about coming after the devil and calling out the straight up wickedness, like this demonic behavior that's happening in our culture, calling out this perversion that's been targeted on the innocent. God calls us to speak up for the innocent and to rebuke evil. So that's not what I'm talking about here. You know, the more and more that I see the youth and all these issues, you know, depression, suicide, confusion with their gender, they're turned off by dry religion. They're not interested in church as usual. They're turned off by the things of God. It's because they don't know who Jesus is, the unconditional, overwhelming, restorative love of Jesus. And that's who we need to reflect. It's the religious spirit as a turnoff. The religion that they have heard of or experienced It's full of rules. It's full of law, but there's no intimacy. They don't know the transformative love of Jesus because that spirit is based out of pride and it blocks intimacy with Jesus. You can't carry that spirit and also carry a spirit of love and compassion and grace. 
Those two don't dwell together because that spirit hardens our heart toward God. So the only way that the youth of today will walk away from that is if they have a true encounter with Jesus. So we need to be carriers of his presence. We need to be carriers of that love. You know, the Bible talks about this in 2 Timothy where he says, these people have a form of godliness, but they deny its power. To highlight how much Jesus was against that religious spirit, which often showed itself in the Pharisees. You know, we can go to Matthew right here, Matthew 5, 20, where he says, For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Like Jesus ain't playing. If you have a religious spirit like these Pharisees, he said you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. But those are the ones that think they are going to enter because they know so much. It can't get any more clear than that, friends. I hope that this message encouraged you, maybe corrected you, but ultimately will lead to you being right with God. You know, if the Holy Spirit was convicting you or speaking to you today during this message, you know, I'm going to lead you in a prayer that you can pray with me to get you started on the right journey with God. Lord God, thank you so much for who you are. First of all, I repent for any pride, any selfish motive, any way in me, Lord, that does not please you. If there's a religious spirit, a judgmental spirit, any way haughtiness, Lord God, pettiness, a bad attitude, anything that is evident of a religious spirit, Lord, break it off me now in the name of Jesus. I repent, Lord God. I pray for your Holy Spirit's kindness, your Holy Spirit's sweet conviction to convict me anytime I start to walk in performance and entertain a religious spirit. Lord, purify my heart, cleanse me, Lord God. Give me a teachable spirit. Give me a humble spirit. Draw closer to me, Lord God. Show me your unconditional love and grace that I would know you for who you are, Lord God. That I would walk in obedience, walk in holiness, and reflect you in your presence, Lord. That I would change the atmosphere when I walk into a room because they sense your love, Lord God. They sense your spirit above all. Thank you for your kindness, Lord God. Thank you for your mercies. In Jesus' name, amen. Make sure to subscribe to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. And be sure to subscribe to The Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon. Peace.